This is the Accidental CEO Podcast. Hello, I'm Alex Candy. I'm a Londoner by birth, living in the Highlands of Scotland with my husband Dave and our two kids. Basically, I'm a stay-at-home mum, about to become creative director and CEO of two music companies. Having never had a full-time job in my life outside of temp work and never sat in a management meeting unless it was a disciplinary. This is a journal of my experiences as I try and keep two fairly good businesses afloat and follow my instincts on growth and company ethos and teach myself how to boss. I hope this gives you insight into my world and maybe helps others through my mistakes and triumphs. Episode two, build your own dream. I remember about three years ago, scrolling through Pinterest and seeing this quote, build your own dream or someone else will employ you to build theirs. It hit a button in my head. It's right. If you work outside of public services, you're earning someone money, the company you work for. Let's face it. If they weren't getting a fat return on the investment they make by employing you, you wouldn't be there. So your effort is making them money. How does that feel to hear? If you enjoy what you do already, then that's awesome. It may not matter to you. But if you feel overworked, underappreciated and underpaid, that could be a real bummer. Your time is winning someone else's life for them. Build your own dream. I wanted that. I've never been good at the whole employee thing. I tend to march to the beat of my own drum. I've actually never been fired, but it's been close a few times. The only problem was I didn't have a dream. I knew I wanted to have a career. I didn't just want to fall into a nine to five once the kids started school and turn around 10 years later and wonder what I've been doing with my life. I wanted to feel like I was making strides, using my full potential and excelling in what I was doing. But what I actually wanted to be? No clue. I have always had many different interests and get bored easily or tend to give up if things aren't going great right away. So I worried that I would throw all my eggs into one basket and regret my choice a year or so down the line. In an effort to understand my own mind and try, I tried the methods from meditation and mindfulness to Daniela Laporte to endless TED Talks on finding your passion I realised I wasn't too bothered what my business was, so long as it meant I could interact with others on my own terms and have overall say about my own destiny. Great business genius, right? So when Dave came home and told me Mark wanted us to buy his business, it seemed perfect. I know very little about music publishing, but I did know one thing. This company's been around over 20 years and it was doing okay. It's a good start. I also knew that Dave pretty much had the day-to-day nitty-gritty under control. So essentially, if we changed absolutely nothing, he was good to go. Everything else is gravy, right? When we moved to Scotland in 2012, the business was run from Mark, the boss's home. A big Victorian hunting lodge in the middle of nowhere, which had been partially converted into print room, offices and warehousing. We had a small cottage that had originally housed the coached house and keeper, and the family lived on site in the big house. 
It was usual to find staff working in their socks, having just padded down from their room post-breakfast. With Mark retiring and wanting to move to Glasgow, the house had to be sold and the business moved. After a bit of searching, an industrial unit in a nearby village was bought and the entire company was moved. All 1,171,506 individual books. The task was set over three days in December of 2015. The team was Mark, Pat and Dave, Annette, who was the other full-time member of staff, Mark's daughter and her new husband, and Ian, the IT guy, who drove all the way up from Falkirk especially. Four local workmen were hired cash in hand to dismantle all the bookshelves and ship those, along with the boxes of books we would be packing, from the house to the unit 12 miles away. Although it wasn't yet my job, I was free, so I volunteered to join in too. Dave's mum came up to babysit for us. I arrived the first day to find chaos. The workmen were coming in an hour, Dave said, to start dismantling the shelves and packing the vans, and almost none of the boxes were packed. There was maybe one empty bookcase out of over two dozen. The next seven hours were solid packing. Dave would pull books off the shelf and I would stack them in the boxes, tape them up and the guys would carry them to the vans. I don't think we stopped that whole time. It was fun. High energy, focused work. And in the back of my mind, I knew it was a step closer to us owning the company. In a way, it felt like I was working for my own gain, not Mark's. Day two was a lot quieter. Dave, Ian and I stayed behind at the big house to dismantle and remove the last of the shelves and furniture, while the rest of the team were at the unit unloading the vans. So I didn't really get a chance to see the new unit until day three. The last official move day, we were all at the unit. Mark and his son-in-law were rebuilding the last of the shelving in the back, while Dave, Annette, Pat and I restocked the shelves and warehouses with all the books we had only packed up two days before. Unpacking took even longer than packing up, but by now we were in a rhythm and when everyone else knocked off for the day, I encouraged Dave to hang back with me and just finish one more shelf. I, of course, had an ulterior motive. Seeing the unit nearly all stocked up like that, the result of three days hard graft, I wanted to savour the moment. I knew that one day when we took it over, we would want to look back at this. So we took a selfie. We look tired and dirty, but happy. There's something special you feel when you know, although it isn't yet, someday all this will be yours. It's exciting and scary. And there's always a bit of you that feels like you might jinx it. And it may never happen, but it's awesome. I think it was important to be part of that whole process. And moving the company has helped a lot in the mental transitioning of the company and its staff. It feels more professional and more separate from Mark and Pat than it ever did at the house. These little steps don't seem much on the outside, but they are huge in the overall timeline. And that sort of thing needs remembering. To continue the story, catch my next post. <laughs>